This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Tactical Leader. And we have another part of our series from the battlefield to the boardroom to the bedroom featuring Taylor Merritt, my better three quarters, who is here to educate us men on how we're always wrong. Right. Exactly. Definitely. See? See? Now, joking aside, we've got another great episode that we have planned. We're going to talk a little bit about feedback, negative and positive feedback, and different things that we want to make sure we're incorporating into our routine, our daily routine, and different aspects attached to things. But I think we kind of want to start off on some feedback we've been getting from the audience. We've had a couple of things that have gone pretty, I wouldn't say viral per se, but we've gotten some good traction on a few things as predicted the video that I posted about you moving my driver's seat. Oh, yeah. We got lots of funnies on that. So it's been a few weeks since we posted that. Got the most positive and the most negative. Yeah. But that's what it was all about is that you moved my driver's seat. And just as a quick update on that, y'all, I haven't driven my truck in weeks. She is now reappropriated. Or appropriated my truck for Mine. her own uses. And I've been delegated to staying in the dungeon of our new house because we just moved. That's probably another great piece we can talk about today. Moving and moving movers are the best. Yeah. God. And how great the move was. But let's <laughs> it was a rough move, y'all. We still have six months of unpacking to do. Seriously. But let's jump into a couple of pieces that we've been talking about. Positive feedback, negative feedback. Some of the positive feedback. We'll start there. I like starting off with positivity. Uh, the guys rallied. Yeah. They said, don't move the driver's seat. What are your thoughts? It sounds like a guy would say that. Yeah. They, they like... Their laughter and comments immediately was like, oh my God, this really is a thing. I didn't know it was like that serious, <laughs> but it's Excuse a thing. Me. It's a thing. It, I guess go ladies for holding that down. I want to compare this to something like the toilet seat. Oh, yeah. No, that's just rude. Nope. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You move my driver's seat, right? I get in the truck, hit my knees, can't fit into the vehicle. Mm -hmm. If I move your seat, you can still squeeze in and just scoot up. Let's talk about fair <laughs> fairness of the toilet seat. In comparison, I lift it up to use the bathroom. Why should you not put it down to use the bathroom? That's gross. I, I saw this on another podcast, and it's actually kind of funny to me. 
I have to do double the effort to use the bathroom than you do. I have to lift it up and I have to lower it down. You know, I just go back to what is chivalry? Double, <laughs> double the effort. You always talk about, you know, being in your masculine. So double the effort. It's just a thing. It's a thing. I want feedback on this, guys. All right. So feedback on this piece. Now. You're not going to win on that one. We, we moved. <laughs> I, I think that- literally, I don't care. Men, all you men out there, love you guys. Disagree all you want. You will not win this one. The toilet seat is a must. You must pick it up and you must put it back. So- I will not touch a toilet seat ever in my life. It's disgusting. Ugh. So why is it expected of a guy you to know- pick it up and put it down? And it, it, it's just a fascinating question. If we're always talking about equality in relationships, do you actually have to have the toilet seat up? Because no, from what I, I will happily pee all over the toilet absolutely seat. Absolutely not, because you still do it. Yes, <laughs> I don't do pee it. on the toilet seat. I miss the toilet seat. I might miss everything else as well. So <laughs> there's still a hole. That you can hit into without right. touching the toilet seat. So there's still a way. There's still a solution. All right. So that's not what we're focused on right now. Uh-huh. We're focused Point on. proven. Come on, ladies. We're focused on, should I raise it and lower it? No different than the driver's seat of my truck. Should you adjust it back to where I had it so I can. I do my best. I really try. And I'm like, this has got to be it. There's so should I raise the seat and lower the seat? Or I really, I'm going to make sure the team edits this piece. We're going to do a poll. Should we raise it and lower it? Or should we just raise it and you lower it? Absolutely not. Whatever you have to do. Do your poll, but you still lose in this household. Whatever you have to do to utilize the restroom, you're responsible for that. I think that's fair. There's so many things that I could say, but I want to stay appropriate and nice. I think that's fair. I think it's great feedback. I disagree. So some negative feedback we received. I'm going to paraphrase to Uh not call specific people out. Mm -hmm. Apparently, in the conversation of you adjusting my seat mm-hmm. there was a lack of appreciation for the comedic value and there was a i would say an older female of our audience found it not to be amusing mm-hmm. and posted negative comments on instagram i removed them you can't find them i didn't want to start a keyboard fight what are your thoughts from mill spouse to mill spouse? Because she's a mill spouse. What was the comment? The comment was, uh, gee, Zach, you must have been drunk. Uh, here's your tactical leadership for the day. Uh, something else along those lines. I can't remember. Do you want me to look it up? So I screenshotted it. I can go back and look at it. But you were at the point of, responding i do recall i feel like it was there's so many things that have happened that i'm not That's problem. it's been like a, it's month been a while a yep i want to say the older 
lady was, it was like an angry girl comment. And she did say, geez, you must have been drunk to, it was a very passive aggressive comment. Very passive aggressive. Is what it seemed through text, which text can be all which ways. You can read a text and take it totally, but it, it didn't seem friendly. But anyways. So it's passive aggressive. She felt the need to weigh in negatively. And it's really the first negative feedback we've gotten. That's okay. You're going to win some or lose some. That's, honestly, negative uh, feedback is not a lose. You know what? My phone loss. reset. Ah. Uh, and in that reset, I don't think I have it. Because I even went back to who I texted it to and don't see it. Okay. What do you think about negative feedback? When we got that feedback, you essentially alerted me to it. Oh, wait. Here we go. Oh, no. That's not it. So you essentially alerted me to it because I didn't catch it as quick. And it can be worrisome because it can be destructive among the military community. What are your thoughts on the lack of support? or pointed comments so if i see what you're asking you're always going to get comments of all kind you're always going to get feedback of all kind you're asking for it by putting yourself out there and that's just the way the world works yeah with positive feedback you can thank them and and see what they get from it with negative feedback you can learn from it Obviously, this individual knows who you are and is a wife of someone who served. A somewhat influential individual. Yes. So for her to have a personal connection to you, my preference as a human being would be to go to the source. I'd pick up the phone and call you if I was her. If I was just putting myself in her shoes, I just shoot you a text, give you a call, or maybe send you like a DM if I didn't feel comfortable. Hey, can we talk about what you said, did on this episode? I'd love to give you some feedback on how I received it. And more of a mentorship capacity. Go from there, especially with her husband being an older gentleman. She's been a military wife forever. And years. yeah, they're older. So they're, the impact. They should they have experience and wisdom. So you would think. So you'd assume, but you know, assumption can be so funny too. So my question goes to there are people out there, especially in the veteran community, right? The the first pillar of HL vets is marketing. Mm-hmm. Where we don't talk about ourselves, we struggle talking about ourselves. When we do talk about ourselves, mm-hmm. we end up getting chastised more or less. Or okay. told we're wrong in talking to ourselves or wrong at how we describe ourselves. And then conversely, when somebody says, thank you for your service, we don't really like it. So there are yeah. pieces attached to marketing ourselves and appreciating things said about us or turning away negative feedback about ourselves. Right. So there are people out there listening, veteran, non-veteran, male, female that shy away from putting themselves out there because of that negative feedback. They don't want to be shunned on a public forum. It's a difficult thing to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. What recommendation would you give 
to those people that are like nervous putting themselves out there because of that type of negative feedback. And I bring this up because I want everybody to know every like nobody's immune to the negativity. Correct. Right. Human and you. Everybody has an opinion and everybody has something to say. Right. So even though we're here trying to put out like good content, good suggestions, good thoughts, good vibes, we're not immune to negative feedback from certain people. So like the relatability point is put yourself out there and do X, Y, and Z to deal with the negative feedback or don't put yourself out there. You get my point? You yeah. get my question? Yep. So I've actually read, listen to podcasts, you name it on this type of stuff. Just whether you're whatever background you come from, just being a human in general, if you're going to put yourself out there, you have to automatically accept that there's going to be positive, negative, all types of answers, comments, questions, how, who you allow to influence how you feel and what you give energy to is probably the best advice I can give. And you actually said this to me, and I think we talked about it on another podcast. My mind goes straight to family. So family is always going to give you unsolicited advice. You never ask for it. They're telling you how to run your business, but they haven't done the same things that you're either doing or trying to do. It's no different than if someone comments, are they actually doing what you're doing? And if they are, or they've experienced it, they have wisdom and they can be a source of a mentor, the likelihood of them commenting the way that they are, like the lady, for example, is probably not someone who is on your level or above, because if you're willing to be coached and mentored, then you're willing to respond in, I don't want to say professional is the right word, but in the way that you'd want to be coached or received. So like that just goes to leadership one-on-one, if that makes sense. Hopefully I'm answering that correctly. So like, I'm not going to take, and you've kind of coached me on this. You're like, Hey, why are you letting these things get to you? This person in your family has never done the things that you've already done at the age of 28, 29, 30. And here you are listening to them and letting them influence how you feel. It's no different than a comment. Nine times out of 10, the people that are commenting nasty things, they're probably not doing what you're doing. You're probably like nudging them in a negative place that they're not willing to work on themselves. That's just where my mind goes. Take feedback, but make sure you know who to take feedback from. Which is a great point. It's great in concept, right? The difficulty is how do you identify who to take feedback from and who not to take feedback from? Because the problem we run into as human beings Mm -hmm. is all negative feedback hurts one way or another, right? To build up the resilience and the armor to fight negative feedback from anybody about anything. Mm-hmm. It, it it takes a lot to build up that type of resilience, right? Most people aren't in the capacity to brush off negative feedback like that. I don't think it's brushing it off. I think it's more of a willingness to be okay with there being different responses. And then if you feel a certain type of way, like, 
It's like, you're talking to me about something. We do this all the time where we can get into spats or we can try to understand each other. And text of all forms, when you're not in person or whether that means video or literally physically in person talking to someone, body language is a thing. So when texting on a any type of platform, you can take that so many routes. And we've had so many talks about this. I think that if, let's say I posted something and somebody was like talking mad trash about me. And the first thing I'm going to do is be like, damn, all right. I'm not going to like cry about it. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to look to you. Someone that I love advice from that has more wisdom and experience because you're older, you're more successful and you've ran business. So let's say I post something on Instagram, which this has happened before. And I'm like, man, I got a comment that I'm like, I don't see this. I'm trying to understand it. You know what I'm talking about? And it was such a great, but I was like, wow, like I didn't even realize that this was looked at this way. Can you help me? And you were like, Hey, I actually would look at it this way. And I'm like, tell me more why. And you were like, you, we talked about branding, how you look as an individual, the industry you're in. So hang on, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Especially spouse to spouse. That type of advice is generally not sought, right? Let's be honest. Like, you give me advice on something, I'm not always open to it. And vice versa, I give you advice and you're not always open to it. Spouse to spouse, it's significantly more difficult to give advice, right? My mind goes to a inner resilience, right? So you're saying... That circumstance where you posted something that we adjusted, right? You came to me for advice. You said, Hey, what do you think about this? But if I said, if I looked at it and be like, Ooh, you shouldn't post it because X, Y, and Z, there's a potential for you to be offended because you thought it was good. Not saying you would have been, but just conceptually work with me here. Okay. So we post a video about you moving my truck seat, goofy, silly, funny. We think it's good content, engaging content, gets great reception, great feedback, engagement, and somebody sees it negative. So where do you see the path for internal resilience? And and I think this is an interesting piece because looking at you, all right, so I'll compare it to what you do in, in the space, right? Collegiate athlete, you come from a high level of performance, mm-hmm. right? You're not always going to have somebody to turn to to give you a boost of affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. When you're on the field, you're down 0-2 in the count. You've already struck out twice. Mm-hmm. You don't have somebody telling you you can do it. You have to have that internal resolve. That's a great example. Right to know you're not going to strike out again. So where do you see that feeding into this other situation? Because you're not always going to get the external affirmations you're looking for. And I think that's a really important point to make because I could look to you for affirmation. You may not give it to me. That's just, okay. So I have to have the resolve in myself to find the affirmation and know the video I posted was funny. It was engaging. Guys relate to it. I wasn't disrespectful to you, as was alluded to in the comment. I have to have that type of resolve. 
no different than the video I posted in DC about the flag being oh, and somebody yeah. made a comment. We got lots of this. We got lots of engagement. Yeah. Because I made a post about President Trump, former President Trump. But the post is not about Paul. But it wasn't about Trump at all. But because I mentioned Trump, people were like, oh my God. That's all they heard. So I have to have the resolve to understand. Like I was talking about the flag and patriotism, not about Trump. So the the question I guess I'm trying to get to is like, where do you find internal resolve when you're down 0 and 2 in the count and everybody's relying on you to perform? How have you garnered internal resolve to not defeat yourself before you swing the bat? Uh, that's an internal confidence thing, which confidence is built from doing the reps. You're going to fail, accepting failure and keeping the train moving. And it could be an at bat or it can be a post, you know, your audience look at the, so numbers don't lie. Look at the number of comments and feedback in, um, um, call me out here. I don't know why I'm impressions. Yes. There you go. That's a word for it. All the things that you got from it. And then you get one. So we're not batting a thousand, but we're pretty damn close. You know what I mean? So you're doing good. And if you can accept that, and then there's another route you can take to, if you look at it that way, it's okay. I've done the reps. I've done multiple podcasts, posts. I know who my audience is. This is funny. People who know me are going to know this is funny. Just talking about that post in general. The people who aren't my market and never will be, like clearly that lady is not, (laughs) right? It's like you brush that off and it is what it is. And it's like when you're relating it to the game, I I went one for three and that's not my best game, but you know what? I got to pick it up next game. And that's like, you got to keep moving on. You could have DM'd her angry girl, texted her, whatever. Which you almost did. I almost did, but I caught myself and was like, am I taking this the wrong way? Is this something that we need to approach? Maybe we need to like DM and say, hey, I'm not sure I understand this clearly. If we felt like her opinion was actually that valid, right? But we know her background and there's tons of people that have posts that they have no clue who's commenting and that's just that's the that's going to happen if you aren't willing to accept that people are going to have different responses because people are different humans then you probably don't need to be doing the stuff you're doing until you can get to a space internally to have the inner confidence to do that stuff and that comes from mentorship coaching being open to and vulnerable to have that mentorship and coaching and then experience doing the reps to make the mistakes or mistakes in other people's eyes and being okay with it i think that's kind of the big piece here is i got mad about it mm-hmm. i know i think you got mad about it i'm just defending my other huh? you know and there's a piece of like loyalty that you're going to defend me but it's also our content we were also more or less attacked from a, an unsuspected avenue. I didn't expect that publicly, right? So it became like almost an assault that we didn't foresee in a very public way 
across a couple public organizations, right? Mm-hmm. So it could lead to some pretty heavy negative impact. What I think I had to look at and realize is there are avenues for me to censor comments that are unwarranted, recognize there's more of a personal vendetta there, I believe, mm-hmm. and try to pull the silver lining out of like good and bad, just like the post about the flag in DC, mm-hmm. good or bad, there's engagement. And we just want to start a conversation. Also, I think when you talk about censorship, it's thinking about, and I've kind of already said this, who, who brings, who's brought value into your life? If well, I'm not going to say their names, I don't know how comfortable they are, but you can, one of your coaches or mentors, we've spoke about a couple of them recently had commented anger girl texts. You would immediately be like, Hey man, I hope everything's going well. Let's talk about this. You would actually value. You'd be more not mad, but you'd be like concerned. Are they okay? But because they wouldn't do that. But they've earned my respect to do that because they've added value to your life. Yes, but we're that's not necessarily where I want to find resilience, right? Because the greatest fear of a veteran, or honestly, let's look past that. The greatest fear of an individual is to put themselves out there and get rejected. Mm-hmm. Sucks fear, being rejected. It does. Fear of rejection is the greatest inhibitor to success. But also fear or regretting something that you didn't do. It's worse. It's not. Hmm. I truly don't agree with that. Hmm. Fear of rejection is a greater inhibitor than a fear of regret. Most people are not going to do something because they're afraid to be rejected. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Compared to, oh, I don't want to miss this opportunity, so I'm going to act on it. Most people won't act. They're more afraid of being rejected or, or, or failing. Yes. To, yes. Right. 1,000%. So yes. that's what I'm looking at this is we got a comment from somebody. It was a super negative comment. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was <laughs> aggressive. It was aggressive. I'm like, calm down, but whatever. I've been in this space long enough to not take rejection personally, mm-hmm. but most people that want to put themselves out there haven't been, right? How do you start to put yourself out there and overcome that rejection, right? Because the reality is you're going to be rejected. Mm, it's just like dating. You're going to be rejected. I was never really rejected in dating. Oh, yeah. You were. Totally. Long story there. But, I mean, true. Women are not designed to be rejected. Mm, I disagree, but I understand what you're saying. Men are more conditioned for rejection. Yes. So, I think for men, it's a little bit easier for us to be like, ah, whatever. Whereas women tend to lean more towards vanity metrics, right? Especially on social media. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to just boil it down to where's the breaking point to just put yourself out there and, and do something, right? A lot of what I talk about with clients is that action item. Just freaking do it already. Send it. Right? Just send it. F and send it. The motto of the infantry, it's a beautiful motto, just F and send it. Mm-hmm. 
how would you, because you're newer to the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. space, not necessarily newer to sending it. What would you tell somebody like to F and send it? It's easy to say hard to do. How would you encourage somebody to F and send it? I, this is so simple and I, you don't know unless you try. It's really simple. It's, I'll tell you a very recent uh, scenario and people think I'm crazy for it. And I'm like, this is so crazy to me that they think I'm crazy for this. I was at a big company and the owner of that company walked in and everybody likes their buttholes get tight. And I'm like, what? Where is this guy? I want to go. I could have just said pucker factor. I don't know what that means. Like puckers. Oh. Pucker factor. Okay. All right. Anyways, (laughs) so they're like, so and so's here, the owner of the company. And I'm like, where is he? I like run up some stairs because I see him. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, going to shake his hand. Like, why wouldn't you? That's the person that you want to shake hands with. You want to. But it's also the person that can fire you on the spot. Okay. But can't you build a relationship and build rapport too? But it's also the person that immediately can discount. It's also the person that can be massively attracted that you have the guts to walk up to them and say, hey, how are you? I just wanted to shake your hand and meet you. So there's a realization. So let's pause and appreciate what you just said. Say that again. What's the upside of doing that? What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like exactly what I think, how I feel, what I Right. Think. So you made it, a piece of what you just said was think about how much, how beneficial it could be to run up and shake that hand. Mm-hmm. Let's pause on that for a second because most people will discourage themselves and convince themselves, I'm not going to go do I that. see it all the time. All the time. All the time. So it's what's crazy. the benefit from I want to harp on that. What do you just say about what if? Uh, I mean, that that's massively attractive. That that's, to who? that CEO to who? or that that owner, or whatever. They're like, oh my gosh, this person just came up to me, shook their hand, took time out of their day to meet me because you made that person actually feel special, regardless of level, in some form or fashion. Oh my god, I want to shake. Hey, I'm Taylor. I just wanted to say, hey, shake your hand, get to meet you. No matter where you're at, you can even respect like, hey, I know you're running around right now. Just wanted to make sure you knew me. And I would love to catch coffee or something. So the lesson I garner from that is something I've learned in business. Alphas respect alphas, right? Somebody that is the CEO or C-suite, we'll we'll expand it to the C-suite, is going to respect a hard charger because they see themselves in that person as a hard charger, right? So you have X, Y, and Z CEO. The way you get their attention is by showing them that you're willing to do it. Mm -hmm. And it can be whatever you make it to be, right? But at the end of the day, it could start with, it could be a handshake. Could be initiating. Just simply having the courage Because what ends up happening, and from a business owner perspective, if I see an employee do that, I can then look at that employee and recognize you're taking initiative. I don't have to worry about you doing on your own. Mm -hmm. I don't have to direct you. You're going to do the work. You're willing to do the work without direction. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And if you have 
if you need more direction or guidance, you're going to be okay to ask. And that's a huge piece, right? So what ends up happening is you go up, you approach this person you've put on a pedestal or everybody around you's put on a pedestal. And what you recognize is they just want to be approached to show you give a crack, essentially. They want to see the people that are willing to put in the extra effort, the extra effort being shaking their hand and saying hello. I think that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what you're getting at. You got it. That's it. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> I just made a novel out of your you did, babe. one liner. One chapter later. That might be like six chapters That's later. Okay. So how do you get that courage? We've talked about it. We've hit on it, but we haven't identified like tactically. What do you do? That's a really hard one for me to answer because yes, I've been afraid of things, but also again, you don't know unless you try. You have to be willing to be accepted and rejected. It sucks, but you have to be willing to risk it. A handshake is not that risky. If they turn their back on you, whoop de freaking do you tried. Go try again. Maybe they were busy. You never know where people are coming from. When people are rude, it's like, hey, you compliment them. Give them what they haven't been given for that day. Love your shirt. Whatever. Have a great day. It was so nice meeting you. Just little things can go such a long way. It's paying attention to the detail in the day, the detail in the person. We were talking about the the detail in this space. And I'm like, that's not going to look good. And you did certain things that you wanted certain things to look better. And I'm like, well, if you're going to go, go all the way. It's just like, why not just reach out and shake that person's hand? It's like, if you're going to go up to that, then Take it pitch by pitch and settle in. It's you against the enemy. But it's scary. It is scary. But you. Th this is where it's hard for me to relate because, yes, have we all been there? Some of us are there. I could be there tomorrow. We all have our moments. There's something that's uncomfortable, scary, whatever you want to call it. The reality of it is, is like, you got to try. You just got to try. You got to put yourself out there. So one thing I learned, trying to think who I talked to about this, uh, JB, mm -hmm. starting this private equity fund. Mm -hmm. I told him I'm assessing the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And if I can accept the worst case scenario, I am all in. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So when I was involved with Dale Carnegie at the Academy here in Atlanta, one of the things that Dale Carnegie talks about and one of his golden lessons is picture what the worst case scenario looks like and accept that as the end result, right? And it's something we've hinted at before and we've talked about it offline, expectation management. If you expect the worst and something better happens, oh, good, you've exceeded expectations or don't have expectations, right? I don't believe in that piece. I don't actually agree with that, right? I think their expectations is everything. But when you can formulate in your mind 
what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst expectation? Right? Can you accept that as a result? Yes or no? And if you can, continue to move forward and find out if that's the result or better. If you cannot accept that, don't move forward. And that's like the metric, right? So let me break it down. Does that make sense so far? I know I'm going like off into Del Carnegie philosophy. Let's break it down to something as simple as shaking the CEO's hand. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you walk up to the CEO. Hey, my name's Balala. I just want to introduce myself. I appreciate the work you've done here with the company. And I'm so excited to be a part of your movement. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, he gets pissed you interrupted him. She gets pissed you interrupted her. And you get fired. Can you accept that? Yes or no? And this is the piece. With your inner values, you have to measure that. Am I doing the right thing? Am I living my internal values by respecting the person no matter what? And am I okay getting fired for introducing myself? That's not the reason you got fired then. I couldn't actually see that. We're talking worst case scenario. I know. Right? I get There's I get an what extreme you're there. That's extreme. Yeah. Right. Best case scenario is that CEO massively appreciates the effort. It instantly promotes you or instantly gives you more, right? But you can't envision best case scenario because you don't know. Also, unfortunately, but reality is a lot of humans come from a negative perspective anyways. We always remember the negative. You don't know the negative or the positive. You don't try at all. You don't know the outcome if you don't try. True. And how do you go to that try? Right. That's the piece of what I want to chew through. And what I'm trying to get across in this conversation is you have to be able to accept worst case scenario to be able to do right. A client engages with you for personal training. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario of working with you is they lose a little bit of money and learn healthier habits, but they don't lose weight. They don't get in better shape. They just learn a little bit. And they spend money. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. Would somebody be willing to accept that? Compared to best case scenario, they lose weight, they gain muscle, they do X, Y, and Z physically, mentally. They're a better version of themselves because they engage with you. If you can talk to somebody and they're willing to accept worst case scenario is they spend money and they lose money but learned a couple things and they're willing to accept that that's a win mm-hmm. so identifying what the worst case scenario is for your clients your people yourself and recognizing am i willing to accept that or not to me that's a very empowering concept to take action i've identified this is a worst case scenario I'm willing to act because I'm willing to accept that scenario. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you're you're kind of analyzing it to the lowest common denominator of 
Worst case scenario, meh, this happens and I'm okay with that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I get what you're saying. I just, it doesn't, I, I actually don't relate to this at all. Mm. It's really hard for me. Yeah. Check and it might sure. be an athletic background thing, mm. hard work. It's like, oh my God, what are you going to lose from it? Yeah. What do you freaking do? He just turns his back on you, he or she, and it's like not acknowledging you. Who cares? Go freaking do your job. Get it done. Feel good about yourself. Move on. You know your value. You know your worth. I get rejected every single day. And I'm like, whatever. Let's go. And in in certain spaces, when there are certain people that, and it's like, okay, whatever. Like reality, it is internally, I know that I did my best. I did exactly. You've accepted worst case scenario. This is where it correlates. And I think we're saying the same thing. I love our different perspectives on it. Worst case scenario, you're willing to accept the result. You did your best. You accept that X, Y, and Z happened instead of what you were hoping for. And I've actually been on the other side of it too. I have had conversations about from different professionals that you do work for you, whether it's financials, media, et cetera. And there's been some people who I said, hey, let's talk about it. And I was very upfront. I've talked to three other people this week. I'm going to find what works best for my company and who fits in with that. No different than someone would look to me and say, hey, we align. And their expectation was that I bought from them. And I'm like, no, you weren't the best fit for my company and what I need. You weren't the best resource to buy into based on our meeting. So it's like, why are you so upset? I told you up front. Those are examples of people who they were willing to take the meeting, but they weren't really willing to take, like, you might not win all the time. It's okay. That's really fascinating. So there's like so many perspectives attached to what winning looks like, but so many people that are scared to take action in the first place. It's no different than clients that I have right now. One of them actually recently love her so much. She works with me and she went and worked with another trainer recently. And it was like, hey, I went and did this, this, this. If I had a negative response to that, that is so shitty of me. Which is an easy thing to have a negative response it's to. It's so shitty of me. But you, your client went to find advice for somebody else. But she wanted, she was looking to work on herself and they trained totally different. I go, tell me, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm so glad you put an extra work in. She did something totally different than what we're working on. I have different knowledge. I know that about myself. I'm grateful that I've put in the work that I have so that I can help her get stronger in the right way in the timeline that she needs. Because I know her injuries, her health, all the things. And she went and did it because she wanted to put extra work in. And I like was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. Tell me all about it. What'd you guys do? And it was a group setting and she had a blast. Like she was happy. Why would I ruin that? Why would I dim her light? So you provided affirmations. 100%. Attached to a client's success. And she's still, she's coming to me no different than she has been. Like it's okay to make a new friend. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think there's a lot there for folks to unpack because it's so difficult from both perspectives, right? If you're the person putting it out there for rejection or you're the person receiving it, I think there's a lot to kind of unpack there. It's also, it is also harder. Let me just preface this because there are so many forms of how impactful rejection is based on who you're taking it from. For example, if you reject me, I can be down in the dumps. It hurts. Oh, hardcore. It's terrible. But that lady that commented, I was like, excuse you. (laughs) (laughs) Like I kind of laughed. And then I was like, okay, let me defend. I didn't even think about myself. Truly. I just was like, this is funny. Also, her opinion, my opinion, totally different. That's okay. And I'm like, she's allowed to comment. She is. You put yourself out there. You put us out there. She's allowed to comment. And we asked for feedback. A hundred percent. And so I'm like, okay, let me think on that. But I was about to defend. And I'm like, you know what? Hold your horses. Let me send him this because... I've read things totally wrong because my systems are different. I'm a different human. She's a different human. So I'm like, let me ask. And then you're like, nope, you read that right. And you took care of it. Yeah. She's no longer. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to wind this portion down because we have a what's up Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We have a tactical Friday. We have more stuff coming later this week. I want to wind this portion down. If somebody's nervous to put themselves out there, beyond just effing send it, what would you say to them to get them to move the needle, advance the line, if you will? What would you say to get them to advance the line of their self-promotion? I would first figure out why, and then I would empower them to seek coaching or mentorship Mm. if they don't already have someone to go to, whether that's asking for my advice and what I would do, or whether it's their, like I use coach Davenport all the time because he's, been he's taught me so many things about life through the game and i could go to him and be like hey coach what do you think about this am i taking this too personal blah 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 he has wisdom to offer there's experiences and knowledge i could go on for days but i would ask do you have someone that you could truly go to that has your back that would look out for you that has wisdom and experience seek that person that coach, that mentor. So concisely, don't be afraid to ask for help. Boom. Don't be afraid to ask for guidance. Not even help. Don't be afraid to ask for guidance. Mm -hmm. Right? People like you and I, we're putting this out there for guidance. If you don't have somebody that will give you that guidance, ask for it. We're here. We're available. Don't feel like you're having to go it alone, essentially. Make sure it's a team effort. 
bottom of the ninth, or for those softball players, bottom of the seventh, whatever. Could be the ninth, never know, situation. Whatever. Two outs, 0-2 count. You have a team there to still support you. My favorite is the full count. Two outs, bases loaded, tight game. Yeah, that's great. In the seventh inning, because softball is only. Anyways, don't be afraid to ask for that guidance. I feel like that's the overarching piece is there are people out here willing and able and wanting to support. Just ask for that guidance. Mm-hmm. Don't be too afraid to find that to then figure out how to further yourself. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You want to send us off? Where do they, where can they find you? Go to Instagram. <laughs> I, I mix my oh, handles up. You're so bad at this. Okay. Because if it's wrong, they'll find me. Yep. Daddy Tay Fitness underscore DTF or Daddy Tay Fit or Daddy Tay Fitness. It's the first one that pops up. First one. You'll see me. You'll recognize the face. So go catch Daddy Tay. Instagram is her platform. LinkedIn is mine. We're newly on YouTube, newly on TikTok. Oh my gosh, TikTok. We're we're doing things on TikTok. We're making moves. We're expanding, thankfully, for our team to expand us. Reach out, give us some feedback, let us know what you thought. Questions, comments, feedback, points. Hit her up on Instagram. Hit me up on LinkedIn. More on Instagram because our Instagram, 10,000 views. One of my reels, the podcast is taking off, y'all. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. How are you overcoming these obstacles? And then come back for What's Up Wednesday. We talk about what's up and what's happening. And then, of course, this Friday, we'll be back for our tactics. Things we're working on to improve as dual entrepreneur and dual husbands. OMG. Okay. That was good. Oh, geez. Send them off. Come back Wednesday. See y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.